We all, none of us really know. <laughs> none of us I really know. know. I know. No, I, I know. I know. Perfect timing, Keith. Oh, Keith, what's up? Your favorite movie of all time. Step nine. Oh, good. How is there any other choice than Remember the Titans being number one? I'm curious. <laughs> I'm boiling mine, but... Well, let's, let's see. Here we go. Yeah, that's a good, good I'm question. I'm not even on top. You shouldn't be talking at this point. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? Welcome back. We are back. It is Apocalypse Movies. We are live for Apocalypse Now. Uh, it's been two weeks since we've had a show, uh, and for good reason. For good reason. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us today. It is our weekly movie hangout show here on Apocalypse called Apocalypse Now. I'm your host tonight, Jake Berlin. Uh, I am joined by... Uh, most both Gio Ramos and Brian Avalicino. Mr. Keith Barnes will be joining us here in a little bit. Um, we have two very cool things to talk about tonight. There's a lot going on in the movie world currently, um, but we slimmed it down to just two. Uh, there was a tweet earlier in the day that said they were doing two things, but we're not doing those two things anymore. We are covering both Andor for Star Wars because we have yet to talk about it on this channel, as well as, of course, the main topic of the evening, Top Gun Maverick. Full-blown spoilers, everybody. So if you don't want to spoil for this movie, stop watching now. Uh, no, no, stop watching after Andor and, and, and then come back a little bit later on after you watch the movie. So, yeah. Uh, but, Geo, Brian, it's a Tuesday evening here on Apocalypse. How are you guys doing? Doing swell. I didn't, all of a sudden, just got super darker than I thought it was. And now I'm like, just a little bit of light. Uh, doing good. I, I'm still trying to get back in the swing of things after celebration for me. that's for sure. It's weird coming back. Leaving. Well, you didn't work. Yeah. So I left working, but came back on vacation. So like you never left vacation, but you kind of did. It's yeah. I'm all over the place. So Yeah. It went from a vacation to a staycation now. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Three, a two-month staycation. Right. Month and a half. Month and a half. Whatever. But, same uh, thing. Yeah. I didn't miss the ding-dong bell, uh, though. My church across the street. Not my church, but the church across the street. The first day, because we came back in the evening, and then when I woke up, I was like, what is going on? And, yeah. So... Yeah, I'm all over the place, people. All <laughs> over the place. Gio? Yeah, it's uh, it's good to officially be back on the channel. It's been almost a month since the last time I was here. I get derailed by COVID, and that was a fun two weeks. Um, I did get to see a lot of movies, though, and uh, shows as well. So it was, uh, it was nice, but not nice, <laughs> if that makes sense. But I'm just happy to be back on now. Uh, you guys did a great job uh, holding it down and uh, much needed entertainment. So, well, thank you, ladies sir. and gentlemen. Don't let him fool you. He has been busy watching his Celtics make it to the finals. And I get two more weeks of basketball, baby. <laughs> Boston upset the Warriors, even though I live in California. Oh, Gio and I are yeah. rivals for the next 
couple of games. I'll hey, take anyone over the Warriors in one day game. week. So. At least at least one of the games. You're off. Come on, buddy. I live in the area now. I, I'm very. I haven't even looked. I'm. I bet you the tickets are insane. Jake, do you have a bone in the in the fight at all, or not really? You don't care. No, anybody but the Warriors. Honestly, like it can be anybody but it. the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I I just think Warriors fans are like, and it's it's not Brian. It's most Warrior fans. It's a classic Bay Area trait. They are the worst. They come out when the team is winning, and that is it. Like it's the whole San Francisco Giants, San Francisco 49ers thing. And it's nothing against you, Geo. Not like you're not the one of those, but those fans, they only support when the team is winning. So, um, and it, I'm not saying Brian or Geo. I'm just saying the general audience, uh, people only speak Fair. up when their team kind of feels so. like he is, Brian. <laughs> no, you guys support, you guys always support. I'm not, I'm not calling you guys out anyway. That's for sure. I just wish, uh, I love that we live in a basketball market but i hate that it doesn't allow me to watch the games i mean you are probably even it's even more difficult to watch yeah 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 and then there's kings for jake yeah well before we get on to some crappy sports teams how are you doing um i'm i'm good it it was so i i unfortunately had to go back to work today and i went to uh excuse the excuse my french but i went back to a shit show at the office so that was a fun time. Um, you know, we it, landed, <laughs> and this man. What did I you had do? two two hundred and seventy emails. Ooh, two hundred and seventy emails from the time that I left work until we landed on Sunday. Literally, his phone dropped all two hundred seventy the second the plane stopped. Yeah. on landing, it was it the was, worst. It was the yeah, worst. Um, but outside of that. Uh, it's funny. We're talking about Top Gun Maverick tonight. Um, I can literally hear it in the background. I just came from watching the original because Gabby has never seen it and she's watching it right now. Um, and we, we started it last night. It got a little late, so she's finishing it right now. Uh, we just saw the unfortunate passing of one Mr. Goose, uh, one of the saddest deaths in uh, all of movie history. So I'll be listening to that as we talk. You weren't um, there. You're not going to be there to comfort her. During the sad, sad times? No, it gives me time to a break away from all the questions, which is very nice. So, um, I noticed a set of uh, ears behind you, too. Yeah, no, I got the Scarlet Witch ears, which are super cool, uh, that we got at Disney this past weekend, which are officially sold out until October. Um, so I can sell those on the market right now and get some change for those. Mm-hmm. But we were anyway. in Disneyland and they were 75. I'm sure it's gone. Yeah. More. yeah. Uh, and they had, them, they had them stocked up, too, while we were at Disney. Um, no, look. Uh, it's well known by most of our viewers that uh, we, Brian and I were at Star Wars Celebration this past weekend. And so mm-hmm. um, we've discussed the Andor trailer. We actually got to experience it live on the Celebration stage. Uh, the main hall, which is where all the actors, actresses, creators all come out. We got to watch it live for the first time there before it dropped online, which was a very cool experience. Diego Luna, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, and a number of other actors and actresses came out as well. Um but before we get to Andor, I do want to make sure we cover the movie watching challenge. Uh, we're not doing an official review this week until Gio will be doing a separate re- review, excuse me, for The Silence of the Lambs. Um, he'll be reviewing that. Brian challenged him to that. So you'll see a video later this week on Gio's reaction on that movie. And then we will get going back on that for, uh, for next week. Um, yes, Gabby, I'm, I'm, I apologize, but it's the truth. You know it is. <laughs> Everyone watches our reactions. You know it's the truth. Um, so yeah, you'll see a reaction from Gio on that movie uh, later this week. But uh, or not, but 
so I, with that said, I say we just get into it. Let's go and uh, uh, talk about Andor, the next Star Wars series that will be premiering in August after Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and before we actually talk about it, why don't we just react to it? It's only a little bit over a minute long. Let's uh, let's check out this footage one more time before yeah. we uh, dive deep into it. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen, the Andor series trailer. I love when when trailers match with the music. I'm obsessed when they do stuff like that. And there's a scene coming up where there's a guy banging on a drum, or not a drum, but like a piece of pipe. <clears throat> right here. Love this. Oh. So fat and satisfied. Uh, that line is perfect, too. They're everywhere. They're watching me now. Soon enough, these days will end. Zeldig. There will be no rules going forward. That's Camino, right? That's what I was wondering. That's what a reckoning sounds like. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm excited for it. I was... Oh, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I... I always was like, cool, like, I'm, this should be interesting. And then the trailer dropped and I'm like, okay, this looks like it's going to be really good. Yeah. And it's, it's, so it was always an interesting thing. Like, okay, Cassian Andor, we know that he's a spy for the rebellion, right? But where did he come from? His upbringing? We know that he was a pretty, not evil, but there was there weren't any lines Harding. that he was he wasn't going to cross right like the beginning of the show or the movie excuse me in Rogue One when he uh, when he shoots the fellow spy in the back um, because of information right so he obviously has a very dark past um, but then when they bring in Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma and it instantly becomes like a political thriller my head expands so much because it's exactly what I want from Star Wars. Like, uh, a lot of people say this online, and I completely agree, but Star Wars, when Star Wars does politics good, it's the best politics portrayed, period. Um, and the fact that we're getting the Senate, again, we see that shot of Mon Mothma standing in the Senate, uh, obviously Coruscant, um, it looks like there's a shot of Kamino, which is incredible to go back there, maybe in live action. Uh, it just, there's just so much so much stuff to love about this time period uh, five years before rogue one and for those watching who maybe didn't watch celebration or know a little behind the scenes information for celebration uh they officially said that it's going to be two seasons 
12 episodes each. So you're going to get 24 total episodes. And that the first season is going to be set five years before Rogue One, leading up uh, those 12 episodes. And then the second season will lead directly into the moments before Rogue One. So, so like episode 24 is setting up Rogue One. It's going to be like the moment, maybe the mission that he sent uh, to the ring of, was it Ring of Kefreen? I think it is, yeah. right? Um, like maybe that's where it ends up in that series. So it's literally going to fill the entire gap of Cassian Andor and his his involvement in the Rebel or in the Rebellion. 24 total episodes. So that's a, that's a big number for two seasons, especially for these Disney Plus shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm all for it. I think it looks great. The style... Uh, the the uh, cinematography, the look of everything. You can see the transition between the ships from Rebellion to Empire that they're still kind of working on it all. Love the um, gunships. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it, man. It just, it looks fantastic. It looks great. What do you think, Gio? Yeah, I mean, I share a lot of what Jake says. You know, just I was surprised by the tone of this trailer and just how much it feels like that beginning of Rogue One where you're completely caught off guard by Diego Luna's Andor character mm-hmm. and just how far he's willing to go. I'm curious to see. I'm sure he wasn't always like that, but I think the events that happen in this series will lead into when we first saw his character and what his character ended up doing. Um, somebody mentioned uh, the Imperial Senate and how that could be very interesting. You know, obviously the familiar shot i call it the the battlefield between uh yoda and sidious in uh, episode <laughs> three you know when they were throwing they did some repairs obviously so that's pretty cool but you know just uh i think you touched on it jake you know the whole camino thing and seeing that again i thought we were never going to see it after bad batch and spoiler um never mind no you're um, f- you're fine you're fine i don't know you know just <laughs> if they haven't watched it by now they suck yeah, I mean, people are spoiling <laughs> Obi Wan like minutes after they saw it. So yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, it'll be cool to see Camino again. And is this around the time the clones started to be decommissioned? Or so if it's well, real quick before we before I answer that question, I just want to bring him on because he is backstage. Uh, sure, and just so he's on screen, Mr. Keith Barnes is with us. What's up, buddy? Hey, Hi, Keith. Uh, let's. Some of us are busy and haven't had time to watch all of Bad Batch. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say so, something about it. My bad. <laughs> I watched most of it. Uh, I actually really like it. So, but yeah, I'm looking um, Gio, to answer your question, uh, this is I think this is well after. I think Brian, you and I could probably agree that I would say just a couple years after Episode Three is when clones were like officially out of the Empire. I mean, they were. They made a point to like show it in Bad Batch that it was starting, and, Bad and then Batch- we see Obi Wan that the one yeah. of them is homeless. So yeah, so I'm assuming that this point, unless they're a special unit, they're pretty much phased out. And you can see in the trailer like we have we have women officers. Uh, there's different race officers. They're not clones, obviously. So it is interesting in that shot of Camino. If it is Camino in the timeline, uh, and again, spoilers for Bad Batch, but I'm sure Keith doesn't doesn't mind this. But in the timeline, um, and this takes place just months, weeks after Episode Three in Bad Batch, Camino was completely blown up. the The facility oh. was destroyed. Um, that's not to say that it's not happening elsewhere. The facility, cloning, 
not the planet. You're just talking about that facility. The fa the Camino the Camino facility, which we don't know if what Camino was holding as far as uh, life, etc. You know, sure. other facilities. We know there was another facility, on another planet elsewhere. The cloning um, factory on Camino was destroyed. Yeah, so we don't, and cloning has always been a huge part of Star Wars. Um, if that is a cloning type thing, that is incredibly interesting because ten years before Andor takes place, it's technically cloning is technically done in the universe from what we know. But didn't someone didn't uh outside of what Palpatine was doing. So in yes. Uh, with the he had that uh, tank full of Snokes that he had. Um, yeah. <laughs> didn't somebody didn't in Force Awakens didn't uh, somebody mention maybe we should go back to clones or something like that? Uh, well, Ky Kylo Ren to Kylo Ren said it to. Uh, oh so, yeah. Uh, oh my God! Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, yeah. Hucks. Yeah, he said maybe we should go back to the clones and that army, etc. So, um, they obviously know about it, but right. if it is clones, who's doing it and why? You know, like, and maybe, maybe Samir's right. Maybe it's a flashback. Mm. Maybe, maybe it is a flashback. Um, so who knows? Who knows? But Keith, thoughts on the trailer? Yeah, man, let's go. <laughs> I was, this is one of the ones I was super excited about when they announced it. How, what, maybe, what, three years ago? Something like that? This has been a while, right? Uh, I think I think it was the same Comic Con for Top Gun Maverick. So 2019, yeah, 2019, yeah. Well, it would have had to be before the pandemic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, maybe yeah, because Rogue One was 2016. Actually, maybe it was 2017 Chicago Celebration. Maybe. I think well, it was announced when they did the whole that whole timeline thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, I think it was. I think it was Comic Con. Yeah, I think yeah, it was Comic Con. But yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or D twenty three. I want Maybe. some. Uh, I think it was D twenty three. I think it was the one because I remember it was when they showed that. Uh, what a weird derail. But, uh, <laughs> uh, remember when they announced uh, the Wreck It Ralph movie and there was C three PO was in it and it was. I think it was around that. Yeah, oh, and was, Iron Man was flying through. Was, and every, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Andy, was, what Andy said is what I'm thinking it was. Whatever year. That was go. 19, I think. Which yeah. D23 yeah. happened like a month after Comic-Con that year. That's why we're right. mixing it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I like casting Andor. Love Diego Luna. I want to see some, like, gritty spy stuff. Hopefully. Too, man. Um, I want to see a scene where I want to see who walked into that Senate room after everything's been wrecked and they're like what that's what, what geo was talking happened? about <laughs> is that what he said yeah i want to see, want to see somebody who walked in there and was like what the hell happened in here um damn yeah <laughs> um uh yeah so very surprised to see mon mothma i was not expecting that but um i mean considering the time frame i just i didn't expect to see that actually again so that's cool um i know his parents uh i remember reading in the encyclopedia for rogue one um his parents were part of the separatists. Uh, yeah, separatists, I think. Yeah, so I, I'm get some flashbacks to that. I'd, I'd love to see that aspect of of the story being told. I don't think we've really, really seen that. Not that I can think of. Maybe you guys. Anything in? No, all we, all we so. know about him is everything from Rogue One. That's, yeah. that's the only thing. Yeah, well, and the and the, the one off of the Cassian in uh, K2SO comic book, which a lot of people did not like. So. Oh wow. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's pretty oh, much yeah. all the information we know about it. So, right, right. Well, this this get some more. Like I said, I just want to see him doing 
some spy stuff, taking out certain guys here and there, whatever it is that he didn't like. He clearly it got to a point where he didn't like doing it, but um, obviously for the you know greater good, he had to. But it's cool, man. He's played such a great role in Rogue One, and uh, we're we're getting we're getting K two right. I, I, maybe I missed it. I didn't see K two. Uh, they said season. T- yeah, Brian's right. They said season two okay. is probably when we'll get the official meeting of them. Got it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, looking forward to it. Looks cool. Looks really. Cool. Oh man, Tony Gilroy. Yeah, well, he did, so Tony Gilroy did the reshoots on Rogue One. Yeah, um, he like re- so he came did back the whole movie, the, pretty much. Yeah, he he came back and did this, and he's shooting, and I believe he's directing every episode, if I'm not mistaken. He's the showrunner, the oh. wow. writer. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. sure he's completely in, like it, like completely covering every aspect of the show. Uh, he was at Celebration. He came out. Um, oh. And okay. Gordon, just to answer this question, I'll bring this up. Any chance we see Bail Organa? Absolutely. Uh, he's a huge part of the Senate at this point for Alderaan. Um, and we, we obviously saw him in Rogue One. He was still operating within the Rebellion, and he's very close with Mon Mothma. He's one of the he guys that got it all started. Movie. Yeah, he's, he's one of the guys that got it all started. So uh, I, don't, I, I think it's a 150% chance that we see Bill <clears throat> Arcana in this, in this. So, Well, they're the only ones that know that Obi-Wan is you know, out there. Right. Like, wasn't it yeah, he. I think I, I think he might be the only one that knows that Obi Wan is well, him and Mon Mothma. Because remember, she was like, "Who's what about your Jedi friend?" Remember? Oh yes, yes, you're right. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I'm just excited to see. Like we've always known, Mon Mothma was so important, but like for what the importance of that character, we haven't really seen ever like that much about her. Like, I want to see the importance of that character and, like, not just be told she's super important. Like, well, the aftermath, didn't the aftermath kind of cover? Yeah, but I mean, just like, and the Leia, the first, what, uh, what's the first Leia one? Um, but like, I mean, as far as like Bloodline books, yeah, bloodline. outside but, of know, books yeah. and comics, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Live if, action is what yeah, if I'm about. a casual fan, we saw her in Rebels too. Yeah, yeah, like if I'm mm. a casual fan, like there's no like huge importance other than that she's like kind of the leader of the whole resistance rebellion, whatever have you. So it's like now you're going to finally see like her hands in the cookie jar actually doing things, which I feel like they've needed for a while because she's in so much stuff, mm-hmm. but like she's only there. She's like almost a glorified cameo every single time you see her just to be like, Oh look, there's Mon Mothma. Like, yes. so now I'm finally like, okay, now give me the story of why Palpatine hates her so much and like wanted to take her out and stuff like that. So I'm very curious. Not to mention this the actress was very excited to be playing this character again at Yeah, Salt Genevieve Church. O'Reilly. She first played it back in two thousand and three, which is Yeah, she was like, about. Never did I think that I'd be playing a character that was <laughs> seventeen years ago. Yeah. Like um quickly here, will we see any surviving Jedi? I hope not. Keep the um, Jedi out of it. I think I think not everything needs to include the include the Force. Uh, and when you're dealing with political spy thriller type of stuff, you don't need it. Um, 
there's, there's plenty of stories that just don't need i'm sorry geo there's plenty of stories that don't need the force and the jedi and we're getting it right now in obi-wan we're gonna get plenty of it in ahsoka um there's tons of stuff coming with the force and the jedi and stuff we don't need it in every single star wars property so um i mean they, they need to be able to do things without the force like mm-hmm. star wars is more than just the and lightsabers yeah yeah, yeah like, we thought Mando was going to be that, but you know we got Grogu, which well, I can tell you this probably, much to you from that exclusive trailer: season three is definitely doing that. Mm. I'm sorry, what? Yep, we saw an exclusive trailer at Celebration. Oh, okay. Hey, question, real quick, guys: Would you say I've heard a lot of great things about Catalyst, and is that a must-read going into this series, or? Uh, uh, oh, I wouldn't series. say uh, Catalyst is a. It's it worked with Rogue One. It's a prequel to Rogue One, yeah. but specifically, it's a prequel to the relationship between Krennic and. Um, oh Urso. my god! Why? Or Ur- uh, uh, whatever. Matt Mickelson. Yeah. Matt, what's his first name? Galen. Uh, Galen. Urso. Galen. Thank Urso. you. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's more of a focus on their relationship, and it mm. sets up. That's why it's not like. It enhances your viewing of Rogue One, but it's not a hundred percent necessary because it's yeah. on a specific relationship rather than setting up a lot of different things. Right. So, so, would we see by chance Krennic or Urso? Ooh, I would say I'm, you get Krennic. It'd be probably season, season two. Yeah, yeah. I'd say maybe Krennic. I don't know about Urso, but probably Krennic though. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, actually, there's definitely a chance we could see because they went to Coruscant. They were living on Coruscant. Yeah, they were. So there definitely is a chance. I would say Krennic over Galen, but I'm not putting... Gio, that's actually a really good question. Yeah. That's a really good question. If we... I don't know. If there's a... Well, something happened. I didn't finish the... What's her name? uh, Urso. What's her name? Jin. Um, Jin. Jin. The actress. Jin. Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. Um, I I have that novel of hers. I didn't finish that. But... uh, Excuse me. I would love to actually get some backstory on her as well. They did. I'm surprised they're not doing a series about that. But um, I mean, this is gonna. We know she was arrested for something. You know, I, I you know, she was working obviously with um, uh, Guerrero. Thank you. Yeah, my guy. And we're so, gonna see him. Yeah, Andy Rebel Rising. You're correct. Uh, Rebel Rising. Yeah, which I was really enjoying. But I just haven't finished it. Um, Gotta see Saul. This is gonna end. I mean, hey, go arrest, go find this girl, right? This is the kind of because he's going to arrest. I her. no, I don't think so. I think they were gonna, gonna break her out of. <clears throat> yes, but if we're taking what Tony Gilroy had said at the panel, okay, it's he said that it's gonna lead up directly to the movie, which I think he means it's gonna lead up to him to him on the mission of getting the information from Tivik. On the ring of Catherine at the very beginning. Okay, I think if, if I if anything, <clears throat> I think it could be him giving him the mission of taking out Galen. That as well, yeah. I mean, that's actually a good question. Good question. Well, yeah. he but they did awesome. that in Rogue One. Remember, he the guy pulled him. To yeah, the but I mean, like them finding out about it and then being like, okay, this is what you got to do, and then that's just, but, but they showed that in Rogue One. They showed that, but the, the guy pulled him aside and was like, hey. You find Galen, so you have to kill him. Like that's 
Remember? You remember that? They had the big meeting there. Yeah, like, no, I remember. I'm just thinking like more or less maybe like them finding the out that Galen Erso has been working for the Death Star the Project Empire in this yeah. is there's a massive weapon that they need to take out and then that just stops and then Well, that's what I mean about them going to rescue to get Jin out of that prison because they were trying to use her to get to. Him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You guys, like I said, you heard. Jake, something. you would lose your mind if you yeah. saw her in the very last episode. I feel like she might be in it. I, I don't, that's the first thing I thought. I don't. Like, I mean, this is way far in advance, but sure. I think there's more of a chance we see them talking about her, and there's a hologram of her face popping up than that's actually, I mean. actually, Felicity Jones oh, yeah. showing up. So, well, I mean, um, this would kind of be the only opportunity she... for Jane Urso to show up, right? I mean, not necessarily. I don't, did, she, did she say she would do it, right? I don't, I don't so, know. look, then I, this is going way off topic, and we do have to move on here shortly, yeah. but I'll say this. Originally, Felicity Jones signed a three-movie deal. She signed a three-movie oh. deal. Okay. And then Rogue One shifted through production. They decided, you know what? It works best if these, none of these characters made it out because where the hell are they in, uh, in the original trilogy, right? right? The only way you could tell a story about, about Jyn or so is her time with Saw. With Saw. Yeah. As a 16 year old, when she's learning to, she's fighting and she's rebelling in the way of Saw Guerrero with that group. Well, that, that is the only frame, real way that you I, can tell the story with Jin personally. It, you can tell, well, but you can fill in that, that time from the time when he abandoned her up to where we see her in Rogue One because we don't know what happened in that time. That's, that's, yeah, what I, I, I mean, I would much rather see her time with Saw. I don't need another Andor series where it leads up to a movie, you know? <laughs> sure, like, yeah, yeah, I got you. So if they brought back Palpatine, they can bring back Jyn Erso. Okay, that's a perfect way to segue out of here, everybody. That is our Andor talk for the evening. Um, we're going to get to the goods, the absolute goods, the goods that you are here for. Um, we're talking Top Gun Maverick, everybody. I think it's perfect timing because your fiancé just tweeted out. Yeah. Uh, I can okay. hear her. So, Keith, uh, you were here at the beginning. The Top Gun Maverick stat. She's, she's, she just finished it. We were watching it before. She had never seen it before um top gun? and top gun the original we were watching okay. it before we jumped on so and she oh. just finished it uh now she wants to go see the other one plus i she saw shirtless beach bod miles teller on tiktok sure. so oh we're, um, good, we're, good. we're gonna get to that um <laughs> but all right look top gun maverick this movie is has been 30 years in the making there's been talks of sequel for a very 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 long time the sequel has been official for a very long time i remember watching and doing a reaction to the very first trailer at 2019 San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, that's how long ago it was. It was the trailer had come out three years ago, um, <laughs> believe it or not. And after COVID and delays and just fortunate things happening in the world, we finally have this movie. Um, I don't want to, I don't want anybody getting into specifics, but I want your general reaction, quick, quick reaction before we get into specifics. Um, on the movie, outside the theater, as soon as you walked out, or the second viewing, whatever. Uh, Keith, since the three of us went together, I'll let you go first, man. What did you think of Top Gun Maverick? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) I love this movie. It (laughs) might be the best of the year so far. Might be. I've been, I've been, well, listen, we we love the, we were saying, Batman, we were like, this is the best movie we've ever seen. So I'm going, the, going he, back and forth. This is this crushes Batman. It's not crush Batman. Stop this it. makes Batman look like an absolute. <laughs> Stop it, uh, Jake. 
<laughs> I, know. I said it. Settle down. I said it. Settle down. You've only watched it. <laughs> okay, we'll get that later. Uh, we'll save that for the end of the year. Um, it's right there, though. They're at minimum, they're even for me. So, love it. We'll talk about it more. I love this movie so much. Saw it twice. I went and saw it again last night. Um, I just was like, you know what? Go see it again. Just went bus ticket, went down to Delta Shores and saw it again. Uh, and I asked, and I'm, I'm going to see it again, probably. So, uh, Geo, general thoughts. I'm leaving these on. <laughs> just an insane theatrical experience. I mean, it, it's it's what the movies are, are made for. These type of, uh, you know, just epic action spectacles that is Top Gun. Um, well worth the wait. And I'm not talking about from 1986 to now. I'm talking about the pandemic, which arguably felt just <clears throat> as long and all the delays and whatnot. <clears throat> so yeah. well worth it high repeat viewing uh yeah you know th- this movie has and uh a cool pin that they gave out yeah. oh man i have mine too couldn't get an extra one for i mean uh, keith if- i have an extra poster for you <gasps> they got a poster too okay okay yes i'll yeah. take it thank I you i actually have extra six for you <laughs> okay yeah, yeah, a handful. oh that's cool man that's awesome um, you guys go to Brian, IMAX downtown? We did go to IMAX. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool, uh, cool. Brian, general thoughts? Um, I thought it would be a cold day in hell when a Mar- something that wasn't Marvel would overpass the <laughs> Marvel movies uh, for my year. But unless mm. Thor is better than this, I don't see a movie the rest of this year that could be better than it. It was freaking awesome. And I need to see it in D-Box because I feel like I might literally... I'll go with you, Brian, this weekend. I'll go. I might literally fly away if I sit in that. Let's go this weekend. Where's our D-Box? There's a a D-Box in Roseville. What really? The new, the new, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. the new, the new uh, Galleria Theater. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, let's go. I <laughs> like this movie. Can you imagine if they did like Star Tours to this movie, like the, one of those types? They of should. They it should. You would, would probably. <laughs> they die. absolutely should. Yeah, but um, yeah, it. I. Oh, Samir. Sorry. No. Uh, yeah, come here for a second. I'm talking this year's Marvel movies, Samir, not Black <laughs> Panther and Barrow. Uh, I, I haven't felt like a summer movie blockbuster, just generic, like not generic, but like that isn't a Star Wars, a Marvel or a DC like movie that just absolutely kicks ass. I feel like I haven't gotten that for a very long time. And this one just brought me back. I don't know to maybe like being like a teenager and seeing some action movie or something, but I, it was ex- an experience. I haven't felt in a very long time. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I sec, I second that in, 
There's a lot of good comments. To, thank you, Keith, for highlighting that. Yeah, because um, I, 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 I want to bring up something with that specifically. Uh, and I told Brian, I told Brian about my thoughts on that, that when we were walking out of the theater. But um, so I haven't said this publicly. Brian knows this and he thinks I'm an absolute fake and total sham for saying this. This I haven't had a movie experience like uh -huh. this since 2015. This is the best movie I've seen since 2015. Force Awakens? No. There's two Hello. movies. So, Theory Road. Listen, listen, listen. I went through, not only did I go through greatest sequels of all time, I did a Top Gun versus. I did direct sequels and movies, my favorite movies of the last decade. I have not had a movie experience like this since 2015. And there were three movies I put it up against. Mad Max Fury Road, Ex Machina, and Blade Runner 24. Or not a Blade uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Excuse me. Because Blade Runner was 2017. I put this over Blade Runner 2049. And you Real guys quick. know how I feel about Blade Runner 2049. There's a new... We'll get right. to it later. You see that new Alex Garland uh, movie? Yes, men. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. So those are my thoughts. Is This is the best movie I've seen in seven years. Think of it that way in seven years so i can't wait to talk about this movie i don't know where it's headed um but i'm stoked uh i don't know where we want to start guys um i have notes don't worry i took notes last night and I, <laughs> almost like that's, that's fair that is fair um i, I oh that's a good samir i didn't even think about jake with that i put it over fallout okay that's the thing I, well so brian when you mentioned the summer like that's the one I was going to mention was Fallout. I I put it. Remember, I put Fallout over Infinity War that year. I was yes, the only did. one to I do that. that. Yeah, I remember and that. And I put this over Fallout. Sure. Very high praise. I'll give you that. Yeah, Jake I'll, I'll give you that. Started off, man. Uh, I mean, look, I I maybe the best way or the best thing to start with is like, um, the can we story just? I have one to start. The cast. Yeah, we can start with the cast because okay. I guess in the yeah. in the Top Gun universe, it, the cast is obviously very important, right? Like the cast in the first movie, um, Anthony Edwards, Val Kilmer, uh, among many other names, you know, uh, that were absolutely incredible. Uh, Michael Ironside, you know, just great names throughout this film that were pilots or or side characters outside of the Navy. Tom Skerritt, um, the great yeah, Tom, Tom Skerritt, exactly. Awesome. Um, and inside this cast, right, it's it's a tough thing to to get back into because. Um, Maverick is the only one returning that's a main player. We got Ice uh, to a certain extent. He was in there throughout the entire film, but we actually got to see him face-to-face -face for a very small moment, which might be the best scene in the single in, in the entire film. Yes, um, Yes. And so you have to surround Tom Cruise with incredible young talent, and they did that. Uh, Miles Teller was obviously one standing out playing Goose's son. Um, and then you have people like Glenn Powell, uh, Monica so, Barrero, I think her name is, um, yes, among many, many other young actors who just absolutely crushed the role that they were given. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I don't know, are you Lewis Pullman who played Bob? That's my fan, that's my guy. You I have Fanboy, uh, you have Payback, Payback, uh, Phoenix, so many great, yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix awesome. it, it, yeah, I mean, there's and obviously Jennifer Connolly, right, mm -hmm. coming in and playing, uh, Penny, Penny, Penny uh, which we'll get to. Mm -hmm. um but this was uh 
Yeah, the cast, it, it's a hard thing to do when you do a legacy sequel. You have to get players who bring in just as much good as the film before. And when you're trying to top something like Top Gun, which has become, believe it or not, it's it's a rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's technically called a cult classic. Um, Wait, the original but, Top Gun has a rotten rating? It's in like the 50% or something. It's no. yeah. That's it's, yeah. It's, okay. Um, yeah. But I yeah, I think the cast is fantastic. There really wasn't oh a, a total miss. Uh John Hamm, right? As as uh Vice. as ad, the Admiral. Vice. Um, his name Vice. is Vice. No, his name is Cyclone. John Hamm was Cyclone. Mm, yes. Yeah, literally. I saw it. It's 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 Cyclone. It last night. Yeah, it's Cyclone. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I mean the cast was absolutely incredible. There was not a single miss. There was not a miss. Ed Harris. Ed Harris at the beginning of the For movie. his quick scene, yeah. <laughs> Never saw him again. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that's that's what they did with the original uh the the captain in the be- in the opening of the very beginning. Um the guy that sends Strickland. him a top gun that he shows up back at the end, right? They got Ed Harris, Ed Harris for that role. Yeah, yeah. I call him Principal Strickland. I don't know what's real name. There you go, Principal Strickland. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um But yeah, no, I mean cast was an absolute knockout in my opinion. So Yes, agree. Totally agree. Uh, Tom, I, I well, bringing it up the uh, <laughs> watching the trailer three years ago. I, I just that didn't dawn on me until like after, and I'm so excited about it. I went, wow, shot this movie four years ago, probably like at least, because um, they, they showed the little thing at the beginning with Tom Cruise talking. About, hey, like he always does in all his movies now. Like, hey, everyone, I yeah. made this movie. I hope yeah. you like it. See you later. You know, one of those. Um, <laughs> He looked significantly older in that. Yes. And then <laughs> watching the movie, and that, that it dawned on me later on, like, oh yeah, that, that's four years difference, man, from the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that, people have been praising Tom Cruise, but he looks the same. That now he's he's start, he's getting up. No, he's to he's starting. To, I mean, he he's, looks way better than all look at his age. Hundred percent, hundred percent, absolutely, absolutely. But it's starting to show now, which is fine. He's nearly sixty years old, but um, yeah. Uh, all right. Someone just mentioned. Uh, I think someone uh, was it Charlie? Andy? Andy here is zero. You know, yeah. I don't think uh, Kelly McGillis is acting anymore, which is part of it. I mean, I guess you could say they could have acknowledged it, but that's just that was the thing that came and went, you know. So uh, 30, I, 30 years things happen in life, and it probably happened what? 20 years ago for Maverick, and he's not thinking about it. That's we exactly think Maverick at that point in his life was going to stick to one girl. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That's well, how I wasn't the love like, life. <laughs> that was yeah. just a girl he met there. He liked her a lot. He only him. lasted two months at Top Gun. That's it, exactly. And then left. He's, yeah, he's the type of guy. Yeah, he's him. in and out of everywhere he goes, except for obviously Jennifer Connelly, which you know, we'll get to her. Um, Multiple incarnations of Penny. Right there was before Top Gun. There was in the middle of the two movies, and then there's Maverick. <laughs> Three different third times the charm apparently with them. Sure. <laughs> um, and I real was. Quick, Real quick, because I want to bring it up before we move on, because I, I, I actually clipped out the moment in the original Top Gun, if you don't know where Penny is from, um, that she does get mentioned in the movie. There's a reference in the she original get, movie. She gets mentioned twice, uh, in the beginning and then towards the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just play this clip real quick, that way everybody knows. For one Admiral's daughter, yeah, I know. Yeah. You've been busted. You lost your qualifications as section leader three times, put in hack twice by me with a history of high-speed passes over five air-controlled towers and one admiral's daughter. Penny Benjamin. And you, asshole, you're lucky to be here. Thank you, sir. 
<laughs> Very good. Yep. Uh, that was nice, Jake. That's 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 good. Good. As soon good as they that. said her name, I picked. Just say. I was just going to say earlier, real quick. I was hoping to see Meg Ryan. Obviously, not. I don't know if she's acting anymore either. So. Well, we saw Meg Ryan. But... She's acting in very small movies. She actually got casted in oh. a movie not too long ago. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I haven't mm-hmm. seen her in so long. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah, you're right. In saw her in flashbacks. Anyway, I was hoping she'd be. But, um, Top Gun is a movie. I've talked about it on here before. I saw it when I was seven in the theater. You know, I'm a Navy kid. Grew up uh, in Virginia Beach, Virginia. My dad, most most of his career stationed at NAS Oceana. So, grew up seeing F-14s and F-18s and A-6s flying around my whole childhood. So, um, went to the air shows every year. Top Gun's one of those movies. I've one of the few movies I've seen at minimum a hundred times, if not if not more. It's in my top six or seven. I love it. I know the movie inside and out. So, um. So that was the first thing. As soon as they said her name, I didn't re- remember Goose saying her name, but I remember watching it thinking, oh, I bet this is the Admiral's daughter. That mm-hmm. And then I looked it up at the end. I was like, oh, it is her. Okay. And then I, I watched that scene. Again. So that was, that was cool. Can we just, can we just talk about how Jennifer Conley is still one of the most beautiful women on this planet? Listen, it's unbelievable. Not yeah. to objectify. <laughs> we're, we're not, but come on, man. It's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, I like, want to. Uh, Vision. I just, like, I, I don't uh, like. She was, she was the perfect, the perfect vision. addition opposite Tom Cruise in this movie. What the perfect yeah. addition. She's uh, so good. Oh my god, everything. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Yeah, Paul Bettany is her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done, sir. Well done. Paul Bettany is her Triple husband. Yes. Yeah, that's why she voiced Spider-Man's AI. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and he was Jarvis. Yeah. Uh, what? Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. She voiced Karen in Spider-Man: Home. I knew that, but I didn't know that. They were <laughs> beautiful couple, I think. Yeah, but I mean, like, so in the original, right? You have you obviously have Charlie, who is part of like the Top Gun program, and she's a, she's a really good foil to Maverick. Penny challenges him in ways that nope, that we've never seen Maverick challenge. Yeah, she knows his Charlie game too. I mean, Char- in Charlie ways, but not BS too. Yes, but Charlie built up his like cockiness in a way. Whereas Penny tried to make him be, Penny humbled him. Yeah, like Charlie kind of did too. They're they're very eh, similar. Not, they were not, very similar. <laughs> I know what you. Maybe we just have different saying. views on them. Yeah. That bar scene though, where she's just ringing that bell, yeah. and he's yeah. just like, yeah. "What? Oh, yeah, great." That was very yeah. fun. <laughs> well, and then you get to the really fun of the bar scene, right, where all the pilots are introduced. You're getting introduced to all these, all these young hot shots and. And then he gets kicked out of the bar by the young hotshots, which I love the counter scene from the original where he comes yes. walking down the aisle. They recognize who he is. But then it com- the emotion completely flips when Rooster starts singing Great Balls of Fire on the piano. And it's uh. like, oh, my God. Like just an yeah. absolute whirlwind of nostalgia knowing, you know, that scene that of the original song. clearly, right? And his like, reaction maverick's yeah. reaction to yeah. it from outside it's just like yeah. oh man oh it devastated him yeah they yeah. handled the goose maverick relationship so well like the good the go- oh goose maverick yeah or, or rooster, excuse me not goose, goose. Rooster. rooster sorry yeah the rooster maverick like the story of it was so believable and just like miles teller was so good at playing so angry at him and just 
everything about it was just so well done. Well, Brian, that's a great point because it's not just that, oh, you were uh, my father's death and it was your fault. It was the, the added thing of he pulled his application from the Naval Academy, yeah. which is a big, like, oh, yeah. wow. Like, you, it's almost like he's more mad about that than because, you know, obviously, Rooster became a fighter pilot himself. Even though he's still upset about what happened, you, maybe he could probably see, okay, the flat spin is the ejection thing, and all it happened. But pulling his application from the Naval Academy, that's, that's had to be four. Disgusting. It's four years off your life. Right. That, and that's a big, big deal. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and uh, yeah, you're it's exactly right, Brian. Like, I'm glad they added another layer to it that made it even more, like, just more contentious between the two of them. And then finding out uh, later on why he did it and the fact that he just him obviously saying it was his mother that asked him to do it. Um, I absolutely love that because Mavericks, the thing about him, and, and it's, this runs all between both movies, his heart's always in the right place. You know, um, he does everything the way he does it. And he, <laughs> you know, he has his moments where, he you know, it just shows. And that's one of my notes was just see Tom Cruise's vulnerability in certain, you see it in the first the first one as well in some parts. You see it with Goose. Uh, you saw it a little bit with Charlie. Definitely see it in this one in the scene with Iceman, which we'll get to. But his, like I said, his, his heart's always in the right place. He goes about it the wrong way. He's one of those shoot first <laughs> kind of guys and then figure it out later. But, you know, I, I thought that was very honorable to see that he, he chose to take, take that bullet for it's, uh, Rooster's mom. Rather the than scene you're talking about is where he says, uh, do I want him to regret his mother dying of cancer or me? Like it's it's either her or me. Like I don't want him regretting her. Resent. I he said, want him... he said I don't. He already resents me. I don't want him to. Resent yeah, resentment is I guess yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want him resenting us both. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just keep it on me. And and again, showing the vulnerability. Um, that's it's it's um it's unbelievable character development for that character after thirty plus years, returning in. You know, he still very much is the same Maverick. But at the same time, he's growing in ways that we haven't seen him before. Um, and also getting scenes of Tom Cruise like that that we haven't seen in a very long time. Like, he's usually just doing these action beats and big action movies like the Mission Impossibles and stuff. And that was a very, like, dramatic scene to be able to act like that. It's a different layer of him that we haven't seen in a while. Um, and playing opposite Jennifer Connelly in that moment was, I mean, it was an incredible scene. And then, obviously, the Iceman scene, too, uh, just, just kind of you know, doubled up on that. So, um, man, dude, that leading up to the reveal of Iceman and seeing him and just the build up, I, it had my heart racing because it's like this I is a he, yeah very highly anticipated reunion. Yeah. And then if you read the backstory about it and how he went through his uh, cancer treatment. And the documentary Val, which you guys should definitely watch on HBO Max. Um, it's it's worth. I think it's uh, Prime Video, but it, it's on there and it's free. Um, just what they were able to do, and the fact that Tom Cruise was so, you know, adamant about having Val Kilmer in this movie, and the filmmakers uh, Kaczynski and the writers finding a way to make them have their moment and not be robbed of real life circumstances i thought was well done i don't personally understand how you do it without him like you're right 
How was it had, that? It had to happen with him. Like I, yeah. If that was even a thought, like of them to just not have him in it, like I don't understand. Like obviously, if Val Kilmer right. couldn't do it, That's then like, he's all messed up. Yeah, but I mean, like the way they have made it sound like Tom Cruise fought for him to get into it. Like it makes me think like at first they were just like, no, we're not going to use Iceman. Like that to me is like a must have in this movie. Again, obviously Val Kilmer, his health and all that type of stuff plays into it. But like, if I'm hearing Tom Cruise fought to have him in there. Like to me, that seems like he wasn't in the cards in the beginning. Well, but... I wonder if people just he like again, he, I mean, he hasn't done much of anything in understandably. Years. Understandably, so I'm sure there was question of whether or not he even could. Yeah, you know, it's sort of like that near the end for Christopher Reeve. Like, like he popped up in Smallville, but it was like one yeah. of the things where like. I literally just that. watched that episode for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was gross. So I remember being that was really cool seeing. Him. I'm sure. Yeah. It's the same reaction seeing Val Kilmer here. I I forgot this has been so long. I forgot they said he was going to be in it. Yeah. So go ahead, was, Gio. Sorry. No, no. It. It's just yeah. Like yeah, when exactly. when he's when when he actually started talking and just knowing what he went through in real life and just like that was probably difficult for him to do. I would imagine they probably had to do several takes of that because like, again, you watch the documentary, like it's so difficult for him to like, you know, be able to, you know, talk like, like how we used to talk. He's, he's getting better thankfully, um, you know, recovering well, but it's just, it was that exchange of dialogue that just, took it to one from 100 to 200%. It was just like man, like this is where men cried. Uh, <laughs> well, I, real quick, I heard real quick, that just, was done in post. That's what you about to say, James? Just just to touch on this. Yeah, so that actually wasn't Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um and this came out uh today what? actually or yesterday, excuse me. Um artificial intelligence created 40 models to revive his vo- his voice. Yeah. Um, wow. it was all, it was all done in post-production. So it was essentially just Tom Cruise there with the typing and Val. And then they put all that in afterwards, um, to probably not put strain on him, obviously. Right. Um, so that, that's 40 different models to revive his voice for the but, film. Kind of like the, the similar thing they did with Luke Skywalker in, um, in, uh, not, what do you call it? Uh, Boba in Fett? Boba Fett? Yeah. No, I That's, think they just used Mark Hamill's voice over. Yeah, it was just Mark Hamill's voice over the, oh, over the sure? actor because Mark Hamill was there. No, Mark Hamill was there. Yeah. Okay. I thought I heard well, that. No, just not- hey, movie magic. They they found a way to make it work. It's just I'm, well, I'm it's just, it I'm, like I'm we that. honestly, there's so much like that we have to get to for the film, but they their relationship and and it kept being said over and over again that Maverick wouldn't be there without Ice. Like he wasn't there without Ice. When Ice passed, he was booted immediately. Then he had to essentially steal his way back in. Um, their story, their relationship, their friendship is the heart of the film. It's the yeah. whole reason the whole everything reason is happening. Yeah. Um, and to weave it in like that as as small of a you know thing it may have been, just like text messages and then one scene and then that incredibly emotional moment where it's Ice's funeral. Um, it's 
Yeah. It is the absolute heart and soul of the film. Um, And it almost puts, uh, it almost puts, uh, uh, Mark Hamill was on set for Boba Fett. There's footage of it. But he's, that's not his voice because Mark Hamill does not sound like that anymore. So I think they, anyway, off topic. (laughs) Um, I'm right. Thank you guys, Gordon. And I would love an official article from that. Everybody send that to me. (laughs) Um, it's it's a very important thing, and the movie could not happen without Iceman. I think that it had to happen either way. I mean, the, the first film ended with them essentially becoming wingmen together, um, and they probably flew for a long time together. We know Ice's history with Top Gun, and Maverick has had his struggles, but their friendship has always been there through all those years. So um, I, I think it was done absolutely perfectly. Uh, it's, it is a bummer that we never got to see an actual Iceman Maverick sequel with Val being able to actually do it. But I think under the circumstances, it was done uh, the best possible way it could have done. Because it was the emotional core of the entire film. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it was, it was, like I said, that's my note I had. Maverick showed a vulnerability with Iceman of all people. Even two of them being such bitter rivals. Um, and, and even at the time, the film in the original, the original one, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer avoided each other throughout the shooting of that original one. Just to, they say, just to maintain that tension between the two characters. Um, uh, that's, you know, it's, you know, maybe they really were kind of <laughs> rivals with each other in real life. Maybe, I don't know, because they were both kind of on the same ascension mm-hmm. uh, at the time. So, uh, but yeah, the, the fact that the way that movie ends with, you know, Val Kilmer, he, he won the competition at Top Gun. I do that because it's not actual Top competition at Top Gun. Um, but, uh, Maverick actually is being number two, but Maverick actually being the one kind of, you know, the hero and then Iceman backing him up, you know. So, yeah, you're exactly right. It's the way you get the sense of that history between the two from that moment on. You can, even though we didn't see it, you can absolutely sense it there. They did a great job, even with Val Kilmer not speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. Uh, we did get a Streamlabs that came in. Uh, I want to make sure I read it. It's about Top Gun, so I want to get to it. This is from one Tim Sam. Thank you, Tim. Uh, he says, cool. my thoughts. It is thrilling, authentic, respectful to the original, yet new, fun, and zany as the Ace Combat games I played, but with better writing than the Ace Combat <laughs> games. As summer hey. Tom Cruise blockbuster, four and a half out of five, I recommend playing AC7 to get the feel. Oh, my God. Um, Tom? <clears throat> Tim? Sorry? Tim. My note I have here is, the mission is straight out of Ace Combat. <laughs> and well, I was the Death Star Trench Run. It's the Death Star yeah. Trench Run on steroids, uh, which yeah. is I, and people can compare it and not like it for the comparison, but it was the perfect because that's the one thing I wanted to bring up is the story. The whole yes. thing, like everything, is happening right. Like why they're doing this? It's not the typical Top Gun program where they're just training to maneuver. They're literally training that's to save mission. the world, essentially, right? Like. They're, they're training for something huge. Um, I love the essential just comparison and take from Star Wars and taking the trench run, but turning it into a, a naval aviator mission. It's incredible. Like, what a great way to bring these characters into the fold and really test their skills if they are, in fact, the best pilots in the world. Um, and then you get that incredible moment where Maverick steals the jet and does the run on his own and absolutely just wallops all over Cyclone's ass uh, about him not wanting him there, that he's a joke, he can't teach, and he does it even shorter time than what he was telling the pilots to do it in. So um, it's just the story I loved. I love the reason why he got Brack. 
I love the reason why he was there. And I love the ultimate mission. Uh, it wasn't right. Like the first movie was you see dog fighting and then you see Top Gun and then you see dog fighting off of a carrier. This one is you see what Maverick is doing in testing planes. You go to Top Gun. They're training for a mission. And then you see the mission. It's not a carbon copy of everything. There's pieces, obviously, but it's not an exact copy of what the original was. We pro I'm sure we would have loved it, but doing an actual mission where they have to that's do the, something is, is a big, big deal, and it worked out. It, it, was, it was the best move they could have done. That's the biggest difference, and they set it up right from the beginning. Like, oh, there's a problem. This mm -hmm. is the actual thing, because there's no actual mission, like you said, in the first one. It's just... Yeah. They're, there's, they they're just the pilots. Run. They are just pilots. They show yeah. the competition, and then... There's a dog fight at the end. It's not an actual. This is even though we don't know. And it, that's what everybody's. Like, Who's the actual enemy? We don't know. It's uh, from what I read. It's just like a rogue nation. I, I don't know. It's whatever. But uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll just say the uh, Russians. They kind. I mean. Well, so that's what it looks like. It's <laughs> funny because that was always something that I was growing up very confused over. Yeah. Is like who is the other people? They but never when you, But I learned like eventually learned like that's the whole point. Like they're just literally just doing a mission and then they kind of did the same thing again this one mm -hmm. it's like it's not important to the story of oh what country is it blah 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 blah. it's just a mission they need to do to finish it and like once you get past that it's just like whatever it's not important to the story yeah. it's just bad guys well it doesn't matter it's it's, it's lines line. it's boundary yeah. lines and there's boundary lines across the world everywhere it can be anybody yeah, anyway. that's what they, they don't want to alienate anyone because, like, someone made a yeah. good point. I was listening to, like, yeah, the Russian government, particularly their leader, is doing bad stuff and he sucks. But actual Russian people, they're not doing it. You know? So maybe they want to see a good movie. Like, they want to see Top Gun and go just see a good movie. They don't want to go sit down and watch They're that. just bogeys. They're they bogeys. Wanna, yeah, they that's don't want to hear that. that. Who cares? Yeah, it's they, like, they don't want to hear that. It's, it's, oh, we're the bad guys. No, we're not. Yeah, and a fifth generation fighter. Important. That's all we need to know. Yeah, at the end of the day, they're bad guys. That's that's all you really need. That, that has stealth fighters that apparently yeah. our stealth fighters can't fight. Yeah. Well, the F-35 is garbage. But yeah, apparently, apparently. that's why they they say it right away. Like we can't we can't use ours. So which yeah, is, which I thought was funny. But, Gio, did you like the story? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, early on you get the sense that Maverick is still when he goes Mach 10, he's, he's still Maverick, you know, uh, not much has changed about him. And then Mach 10 in the opening scene was insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. And I thought that would have been a scene that we saw later in the movie, just based well, on we, the we theorized Gio. I think you and I talked about like, Oh, we think the movie's going to end with them testing a plane to go to space. And sure. we think Maverick's <laughs> going to be the test pilot. Right. Yeah. And then, like, no, nah, you guys are fools. This is the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but no, that was whole... some Mission Impossible stuff, by the way. I, I yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, Gio. It was just crazy. Yeah, no, I mean the the whole thing with the the new younger hotshot, you know, pilots and all that, and you know, Maverick still dealing with uh, some things from the past and you know, all that in between. And then of course the icing on the cake is just that whole third act um, of them Un flying through. Believable. We can get to that. Crazy. I, perfect segue, Gio. We have to talk about the action in this movie. It is unlike anything I think I've ever seen. Cause it's, cause I don't for think the most there part, is anything like it. it. For the most part. And I was actually watching an interview today with Joseph Kaczynski, the director, 
And he said that they got a special permit from the Navy to fly under 50 feet and it'll never happen again. Yeah. That'll never be granted ever again. Yeah. It was the, it's, I saw that same thing too. It was, they are the only people to ever get the like permit to do that. But it was the actual like, like, thing that they were like you're crazy if you're flying under this level and, it's and like, tom cruise was flying under 50 feet yeah, like it, whatever the whatever the one in the movie was it was that like in real life it's like you don't go oh they were that. doing uh well i think it's the the um oh my god what's the name uh the uh hard deck hard deck thank you thank you keith the hard deck mm-hmm. uh which i think in the movie was five thousand feet and then you had that scene where he goes you need to request it and he throws the paper on the and he goes what is that uh, it's a request to lower the hard deck, sir. Yeah. And it's it was for like 2,000 <laughs> feet or whatever it was. Um, but no, I mean, look, the action is, and we've heard about it for years, for years that they implemented IMAX cameras inside the planes and that Tom Cruise was flying and that all of these all these actors and actresses were being put through Gs and, and flying planes to get the real life experience of flying these planes and everything. And boy, did it show. Um, some Tom of the most was- real... Authentic action I have ever seen in a movie ever, ever. It was incredible. I completely agree with you. It's so funny because I've been watching some of the interviews mm-hmm. and stuff, and they're like, "Tom Cruise was not effing around." Like he, I think it was Glenn Powell was like, for Christmas he bought us all iPads, and it had all of the like training that we had to do, and it had like, a oh, tra- I saw that. I saw. Yeah, that. yeah. it had like. What? Yeah, like it was some crazy stuff. It, it the iPad had uh, the testing to get flight certificates on. Oh it. wow! Yeah, so they all had to do that, and Tom Cruise was like checking in and making sure that they were doing okay and everything. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and then I saw yeah. another one that was like, someone asked Tom Cruise like, "How many licenses do you have?" And it was just like every known flying license oh. except for like to space and that, like, <laughs> that World War II plane that that's actually his apparently. Yeah, actually, his plane, yeah. like yeah. the, the one that he was rebuilding, right? That's yeah. the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah apparently, yeah, that's actually his plane. But like, just that, I've never seen like to the point where I was like, that can't be real. Like, and then like, it's like, nope, that's real. And it's yeah. just like so many times, I'm just like, how is that even possible? Like, like they're just insane it's insane i've never seen anything like it and it it sucks you in and just it it never lets up ever if i'm not mistaken the the training run where he stole the jet was all tom cruise flying like was it if if you go back and watch and i think there's a clip online i think they clipped it out as like a preview to the film um, I'm pretty sure it's all Tom Cruise flying the jet through the entire, tra- not the entire training course, but the majority of the training course, it's legit flying cameras looking as stuff is passing him by and he's flying left and right for that entire time. The 50 foot, you know, b- above ground, all of that. I'm pretty sure that is all authentically real. Um, I love when they take off move. the aircraft carrier. I think he took off the air. I'm pretty I sure he took uh, off. Uh, I don't know about that. You sure, I I don't know, man. I, there I'd was a featurette that looked like he took off on an aircraft carrier. Really? Yeah. Because I don't know. I, I mean, he know. does the whole like he he, he he wouldn't have landed on it. I need the special features. Well, Keith, I, 
Yes, landing on Keith, aircraft carrier is like the hardest so, thing. Keith, I don't know if you course. heard, but they had they had pilots hidden in the back, piloting planes as yeah. they were acting. Yeah, I thought I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So more than likely, for those types of scenes, that's probably what happened. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so. one really quick aviation nerd thing I just want to do because I'm a big aviation nerd. Uh, yes, Tencent. Uh, that is true. Um, but the Navy does have F-35s, and like I said, F-35s apparently are very expensive and they suck. So <laughs> if it uh, would have been better, if it was an Air Force movie, it would have been a problem. The F-22s would have been. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, there, like I said, I think the thing for me was just that I loved was just not being able to tell what was real and what wasn't. Because it's just like, you know you're doing a good job if you're like, is that part real? Like, <laughs> like it's just yeah. like, I, there were a couple times where I'm just like, there's no way that's real, right? And I'm just sitting there like, well, yeah, maybe it is. Like, I'm pretty sure the only thing I know that isn't real was the very beginning of the movie. The so, I, but other than that, like, <laughs> I mean, they they probably didn't know. fly through. They probably didn't fly through a bridge in the third act. More than likely. But like, are you hundred percent sure? I don't some, know. The actors probably didn't, but I'm sure some. <laughs> no, probably. I bet you. And so there's two things that I want to talk about when it comes to the action is is the scene where Tom Cruise absolutely just f's with all of them. They went Maverick, in between, where he flies in between them. Yes, he totally yeah. screws them up. Yeah. And he makes them all do those incredible push-ups. Like, what a great <laughs> montage! Yes. And that was the scene that was released. What was it before Batman? Doctor Strange, I think. Right. Was it Doctor Strange? Strange? I think okay, I saw it. So it, was, it got dropped before Doctor Strange, but I still felt like I was watching it for the first time. Right. Yeah. Like just the way it was cut and edited of all of them flying and just being absolute <laughs> fooled by this old man who was like, I would get this old man. Let's go get him. <laughs> yeah. and, next thing yeah. doing and he's just totally <laughs> toying with them. Yeah. And it's it's so incredible. And then obviously the third act where not just the 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 trench run, which I'm gonna call it. Um, and like when Rooster comes into his own finally and he kind of steps up and everything, but also the very last where it's Maverick and Rooster in the old F-14. Yeah. And that, that dogfight was incredible. Listen, incredible. That was it, the whole third act. Um, that is uh, the most tense. I'm not talking about from the time they launched from the carrier look till the, till they got back. Like I was the most tense I've been watching. Keith, do you do you know why? There was not a single music note the oh, entire time. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. It yeah. was all real sounds. Huh. I, I never was, thought. I, I was actually gripping. Let's see, I'm watching, like, they didn't do any music at all oh. from the moment they left the carrier until the very end. But that's it was awesome. all all flight sound. Yeah, them talking everything. It was just yeah, yeah, straight yeah. normal sound. That's that's great. That's great. And now I think about it. Yeah, you're you're definitely right. That's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Because that so that funny. intensifies. You're sitting there like, yeah. oh god, there's a missile coming. Like, what right. is happening? Because right. that's how it would feel for them. Yeah. <laughs> and because you you feel like you're in that. Like, and the, the moment when they actually do it, and when they're going up the, the what they call it, the uh, what they call it, the canyon. I forgot what they called it. Uh, they have a name coffin, for it. Coffin yeah. corner. Coffin corner. Coffin corner. corner. Yeah. Coffin Oh, it's, and you know, just as soon as they get up, and all those missiles turn and start firing at them. And, and then they're blacking oh, out. They're just yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah. It's so... Oh, there's well, and there's, there's they, the they one... cut to a wide shot where this is 
they're that's they're what i was just gonna say all, all the, the missiles, missiles flying all the, oh my god it's like oh my god even watching it again for the second time last night i was still like oh my god like what oh. i gotta watch it again man anytime they're oh. like they were like looking in the stuff like and just like i love like Anytime Bob's like, oh yeah, no, just anything like I'm just like, oh grab, oh grab, but, grab. But listen, and I and we could jump back to Glenn. Uh, what's his name? Glenn. Uh, Glenn Powell. Glenn, Glenn Powell. Okay, real quick, real, real quick. Uh, a totally off-topic question for everybody: Who was your Who was your favorite character outside of Maverick? Bob. Hangman. I think mine was Hangman. Hangman, man. I I need a Hangman spinoff. I really I need I it like, right now. Well, but I love Phoenix to counter him. I'm gonna go Me to Me too. Me too. Phoenix. Yeah, but, me yeah, too. I, I love Look, and it's too. it's nothing against Rooster. Like I loved Rooster, no, yeah, but good. there was something about Hangman that I just hooked onto. Yeah, Miles Teller is like a foot taller than Tom Cruise. Too, right? Yeah, he <laughs> <is>. <laughs> but uh, no, Hangman was great, and that's what I'm saying. He was he was a he was a dick about it, but he was kind of I mean, he was right. Like you gotta fly it like this. Yeah, because you'll die. Now he was selfish, and he just he like I said, he's the only guy in the Navy with a confirmed kill. And that's really all, he, you know. Well, you he, he's see, got two now. He's got, got two. two. Not two, but Maverick has five. You know, he's, an ace. He's, he's an ace, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but he was right in his – what he was saying was correct. It's like, this is how you got to do it, man. Otherwise, you won't make it out. Um, and so you you saw that in it, and that's what he was so upset that he couldn't go. Um, probably for the best because he would have, as I said, hung his man out the drive. What, uh, I wanted to ask you guys really quick. What would your call sign be? What's your, oh, what's we did call? ours. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, now, we were on the QR code. Apparently they don't. Oh really? Oh, that's cool. What? What was that's it? What was screen. mine? I think I got high roller. No. Oh, I posted it. I posted. <laughs> oh, it. that's cool. Now, I don't remember what it was. Apparently, I'm going to go back because I, I posted mine to Twitter. You can't oh, choose your own call sign. They give you your call sign. Like your teammates yeah. give you your, your squad mates give you. Uh, Oh, I may have known that, but I didn't remember that. So again, that's why the Phoenix says that's why we call it. Mine, mine was mine was headliner. Headliner. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Scorpion. Scorpion. <laughs> okay. What was yours, Brian? I think mine was high roller. High roller. I like that. That's good. <laughs> okay. I'm not 100 percent sure. I want to beat butcher. Oh my that. god. <laughs> <laughs> The butcher's coming. Like um, the butcher. so, got gadget. That's a good one. I like that one. Gadget. Okay, gadget. My uh, K. Blizzard's just gonna okay. bring like this. <laughs> oh, Samir, you didn't like Hangman. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think Hangman was. Oh, yeah, I loved great. Hangman. So he was, was the new Ice Man. Almost. I think. Was, I think Glenn Powell. I think Glenn Powell is an absolute superstar. Oh, people. people superstar. Are, so it's funny because. Jake, who yeah. was it? I said it afterwards. What? I said that he should play Johnny Storm. No, that's not mm. what I was going to say. Well, okay. um, I'm just saying it now. Sure. So I that's, forget that's where same. I saw. He's essentially that's what he. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. Someone, someone said that they liked him in Screen Queens. I saw that you were talking with. Oh, Cri Christy, Christina. Oh yeah, on my that's where yeah. I first saw him too. So that and that's he's, he's in, in this, isn't he? Yes, I have seen that, Mike K. He's yeah. he's also great in that. Is great that. in that. That's where yeah. I knew him from. Hidden okay. figures. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he that's right. He's in hidden, yeah, he played uh, John uh, Glenn. I thought he, he played, played uh, the astronaut. Didn't he play the astronaut? I thought he played yeah. uh, Armstrong. 
Or was it Neil yeah, Armstrong? Neil Armstrong. Okay. Yeah, I think he played yeah. Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah but he's good. He He's one of those people that has like everything he's done has been really good and he's just like right on the cusp of everything and he just needed one thing, I think, to send him off. And I feel like this is probably going to be the thing that sends him off. I mean, I don't see why not. He's Could 100%. Be. Yeah, that's he's what good looking. The, he's good so, at acting. It's like, yeah. and this is also a great point. Uh, he went in to audition for Rooster, and they gave him a part because he was oh. so good. Okay, uh, cool. They gave him a he 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 went into audition, didn't get it. Miles Teller got it, and then they were like, you know what? We love this guy so much. We're gonna put him in the movie, and he well, was a perfect foil for Rooster. If perfect I remember, didn't foil. they? Didn't Tom Cruise like demand that they make him a part? Probably, probably. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Um, I do want to address this really quick. Uh, yes, Tim Sim, because they are definitely making a third Top Gun. Uh, I don't think it'll be about Maverick. Though. I don't think. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he'll be the. He'll be. He might be in it. He won't be. I think. It, I think it'll probably end up being about Rooster, Hangman, and the crew. There you go. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. I would love that. And I think. And I think John Hamm will come back and be their be their vice admiral, admiral, whatever he is at that point. Admiral Akbar. Um. Hmm. Well, he's going to move up and take Batman's uh, command post there. As, as yeah, well, he was a vice admiral in this film, so he'll right. turn in. He'll probably end up being admiral by the time the movie comes. He was out. essentially, which, by the way, I thought that was cool. Like, you know, Iceman being the head of the commander of the Pacific Fleet, mm -hmm. but that's, you know, it was well, in thirty setup. years, you'd you'd think that would happen, right? That's the yeah. career, yeah. That's the ladder you would take, and that's a good and, part of the setup for Maverick. And Pete like, Mitchell is still that. captain, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i don't find it odd like he's still calling all these people sir and like uh -huh. they should all be saying that to him and so, so. but but i did love that they played into that with the character when they said you know when, when maverick goes he goes i'm right where i belong sure. like that i right. i feel myself right here yeah and even jennifer and, and even jennifer connelly said it to him it's like you are where you're supposed to be yeah these are your pilots you need to lead them yeah and yeah. and then that whole sequence of the third act and everything was just just the same. You know? uh, let's get to the really quick. Uh, I I put the I love the double football scene. All right. <laughs> so they're playing double football, or what they call it? Uh, well, he, it, they uh, played it. It was football, it was but they were playing offense, offense and defense football. on the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, it's a cool play on the volleyball scene, but it's strategic. It had purpose. It actually had purpose. There was a total point, and then when he shows when Cyclone shows up, and he's like, "Well, sir." And then he just totally just throws it back in his face and he walks away. Um, He's like, this is you wanted a team. This is the team. Like, yeah. It's, you, it's like, that's how you build a team, which is, which is great. You know, it's so you, you could do the gratuitous, everybody with their shirts off and their abs. And well, stuff. you have to. Those Except guys are working Bob, so hard. Because he's the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you get both of those things, which is great. Um, but I do love right after that. Um, I wrote here, textbook storytelling. Because they raise the stakes by moving the mission up one week. Yes. Which yes. is incredible. Because then now we're on time crunch. We already were on time crunch. Now we're super on time crunch. And just, like I said, textbook storytelling there. I thought that was great. I just think the main thing is the fact that everything had a purpose. Like, yeah. it wasn't just there just for, like, okay, it's we're going to make them shirtless because... Right. Like they did in the first one, and people are gonna be like, "Ooh, look at them with their shirts <laughs> off!" Like yeah. there was actually like a meaning to it this time, and stuff like that. And it just the movie was just so well thought out, 
and it just like everything about it like made sense it was like if it was a cheesy moment you it was supposed to be cheesy like it just like everything everything about it was just so meticulously done and made sure that it was done well and i mean it showed the movie's at like a what 97 percent. it's a it's it's the money it made it made, it made 150 100 or just over 150 million i mean it memorial made day, which two, is a memorial day weekend record it made 20 million on opening night yeah like that is wild and apparently this is tom cruise's biggest opening which it's his biggest me. opening which is insane to think about yeah I was like, yeah yeah it's yeah. crazy to think about. I'm gonna go watch it again for sure. I know. I but, need to see it in the D box. Yeah, G- Gabby's going to her bachelorette party this weekend. You know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm watching it like three times. Let's go. I'm watching. Listen, Jake, we'll talk. Let's go. I want to go. <laughs> I, I didn't see it with you. I'm just gonna be like, just moving we the around. Four, the four of us got to go. We got to go to D box together. I'll go to Roosevelt. Go. We should. We yeah. got to go. Um, I just want to sit here and talk about the action. We didn't talk about all the action. Like, there's like, so what? much action what to talk about. Like. Just the specifics, like there's maneuvers and things like when in that final dogfight sequence, when they realize that they're about to be attacked and they're, they're like saying the howdy do the the independence say like, hello, how you doing? Um, and then they, they realize, they OK, this isn't happening. Well, really quick and, on that. Sorry, just because that seems hilarious because they're doing the hand signals and they're like, I have no idea what. Uh, what is that yes. I yes. Know. I don't know what that one is. It does the other one. He's just like, well, and we finally got to like, see, we got, we finally got to see Maverick and Rooster be themselves. Right? right. Like, like the uncle that Maverick probably had been for a little while then end right. up didn't being, um, but it quickly turned very serious because you get that moment where Rooster goes, uh, he goes, don't think just do. Yeah. And then Maverick, Turns the jets on, immediately picks a hard right, one. and then just guns one down right that, away, which was so a sick ass move. <laughs> yeah. It was so sick, and then it's a one on one fight with the other the other fighter. Um, also, we didn't talk about it, but the moment where Maverick saves Rooster with the flares and he blows his he yes. blows his craft up. Yes. Um, great, great moment. And then Rooster comes in and saves the day and blows the copter up, which I thought was great as well. Did you so, think Maverick was gone? No. No. I actually, for a second, thought really. I, I thought they would have went that direction. Yeah, that's too. what I was thinking. Really, yeah, I I, I thought they would have probably shown like Maverick's face or him saying one last thing before he died. That's why. Hmm. Just because he's the legacy character at that point, sure. right? Right. So, um, but yeah, just like just there's so much to love. I I do have a quick movie. question before we get out of here. Okay. Uh, because we haven't talked much about it, and I don't have one personally. I I'm legitimately saying this. Like I, le- I mean this when I say this. This is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Sure. Like ever. Period. I, I don't have a negative. Does anybody have a negative? Uh. Geo, I see Gio. you smirking. Go, Go for it. It's okay. Um. Nothing's perfect. It's okay. I thought everything came together a little too perfect at the end. Um. Because at that point, when Tom Cruise hijacks the plane and proves that it can be done. <laughs> nobody had passed at that point right everyone still failed and the vice admiral had no confidence hence why he took it away um the mission and all of a sudden tom cruise does it oh great we all can do it too and it all just kind of went perfect you know the 
little drone camera malfunction. Then he shoots two missiles and it goes in. It just he's rooster Geo. Well, you know what? That's a good true. But I just, I, I'm, know, just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You don't want a I'm death, joking. destruction, and failure to happen. No, I, 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 I completely understand what you're saying, Gio. Uh, I think, I think, but it was just a matter of them seeing someone do it, and then for them that okay, it can. It was be a fight done. or flight situation, 100. percent Right. Because I think yeah. because even when they actually do the mission, Rooster was still not struggling. Like he, right. He still was like, right. They were like, Rooster, yeah. if you don't hurry up, like those and fans then, were gonna get and then he says, and then he says that line, talk to me, dad. Yeah. Oh! And oh! then he goes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I see what you're I see what you're saying. I I, I you're right, but that's the I could talk about this yeah. movie for like six hours. I just say like, I know. Right? Like <laughs> my, yeah, the only negative um I don't know. I don't know, Brian. Do you have, yeah. Uh, I mean you're not wrong, Curtis. You're not wrong. Did anybody <laughs> yeah. think that that Phoenix and Bob died? I thought they might have no, died. I, you know what? That, that's weird because I actually didn't. Because that would have been a devastating thing to do with them right before they go on this mission. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I don't I'm know. I'm glad they didn't that. kill anybody. I'm glad they didn't kill Same anybody. Me too. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for. That was my one thing that I knew I was going to. I was just waiting to happen and like being upset over a character. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad they didn't do it because yeah. it just would have been. Then I feel like it would have been very much the same movie like you know like sure, actually sure. you know what uh Artie's is right this this is the only negative of the entire movie He's i right. said that walking out of the movie oh, right. You, no. yeah. right okay come on no 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 brian you were talking about you were talking about lady gaga song not this no i said that's, berlin's that's a, that's a really good song. i said berlin's take my breath away should have rolled at the end credits that's what i said okay yeah everybody complaining about that the force awakens is just a new hope all over they would have done that with this all over the oh movie. i didn't say it i didn't say it because when we were talking about it just quickly before we head out of here what i told brian as we were walking out of the movie and i might get blasted for this i don't know the movie is kind of like a it's in just limbo mm. but i personally think at this point in time joseph kaczynski should direct rogue squadron for lucasfilm i'm just saying it. that myself i'm, I'm not just saying it I'm we'll, just saying we'll, it. Okay, we'll talk about that later. I, I know that Patty Jenkins, like, she, I, she, like she's she, on it. She's still doing it. Yeah. I love that she's doing it. For the little trailer it, they showed where she's walking. If it movie. comes down to Wonder Woman three or Rogue Squadron coming out the same time, you bet you better sign Joseph Joseph Kaczynski up. Sign him up right now. After Tron and yeah. this, yeah. give him a Star Wars. Oh wait, he's the guy that did Tron Legacy. He, yeah, did, he did Legacy. Legacy. He did Tron Legacy. Oh. Yeah. Yes, Give him a right. Star War or, or my pod racing series. Well, I, because I, I agree. I, sure. I think Patty should focus on Wonder Woman 3 and Cleopatra. I but would Patty, not be upset. But Patty Dickens said she wanted Rogue Squadron to be this, to be top. I know that, but the movie is nowhere to be seen. Uh, that is nowhere. It was not mentioned once this weekend at Celebration, Keith. Really? Once. No. no, the only it's, movie mentioned was Taika Waititi's. It's the next Star Wars movie. It's coming out next fall. That's the only thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Rogue Squadron wow. and Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Though those are shelved. Those are probably yeah. not seeing. You the, bet. You need. Right you today. need to lock Joseph Kaczynski in right wow, okay. now. Right, right now. Right. Yeah. I'm not Interesting. Mad at that. I did not know he did Tron Legacy, and yeah. I just saw a post the other day 
that or said like these are the four best Didn't he do, uh, movies sorry. made off he did oblivion too oblivion, yeah, so yeah, yeah he did oblivion too I was gonna say, did he do oblivion? the other yeah. sci-fi film with yeah. tom cruise yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's funny because like i said the post that i just saw the other day on twitter was these are the four best movies made up uh sequels made after a movie that has been out for a certain amount of time tron legacy was one top and two was one hmm. um Blade Runner 2049 was the, one of them. And I Mad forget, Max? Yeah. Probably Mad Max. It might, Mad it might have been Mad Max. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, Avatar 2. Samir, I, I 100% agree with this, but she's already slated to do direct two other films. Like, oh, do listen. Just start, uh, yeah, I know. Cleopatra but, and Wonder Woman 3 and then Rogue Squadron, that's like six to eight years down the road. But you don't think she would? Well, okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Um, she, all right. She well, sounded like she, her father was a fighter pilot. She said, like, and she like I said, like I said, I might, I might get hammered for it. And I want, I would love to see her movie. But okay, we'll bring Rogue. this guy. I'm not on. mad at the Kaczynski pick. I want Rogue. I want Rogue Squadron right now. Me too. Okay, right now. If she's has to direct it, have her have the dude be the writer of it, or at least, or, or the stunt coordinator, or something. Something. I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay, we got we actually got one more Streamlabs uh, from Tim Sim. He brought this in. Thanks, Tim. Uh, awesome, and he man. said, to be saved for near end of the Maverick conversation, if there's another Top Gun sequel or spinoff, do you think the next mission has to be maybe taking down a super weapon, a page from the Ace Combat games? Looking, uh, Look up Ace Combat super weapons on Google. Um, yeah. uh, maybe, well, those, maybe. I, I'm a big, Tim, I'm with you. I'm a big Ace Combat guy. You're not going to be flying into a lot of those where you got to fly into a mountain and shoot like a core and shoot something in the middle of this mountain and then fly out of the top of it or something crazy like that. Like a walking. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but episode maybe, six. I don't know, episode, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> um, it, it, would be, it would be that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what it would be. I mean, you could. You could I think I've seen people complaining about is that oh it's it's the story is too simple it's too I think that's to this movie's advantage. I agree. Kept it simple. I agree too. There wasn't no crazy. I agree. Like it's just this is this is the thing they established it right at the beginning. Look, this is the thing we got to blow this thing up and get out of there, and it's a se seemingly impossible mission. You can do that again. I don't know. I don't see. I don't know. Have them so. have them do like battleship where they have to blow. Oh up my god, cruisers. <laughs> Yeah. Eh. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know she's not directing Cleopatra any wow, how did I miss yeah, that? Yeah, I thought she was. Oh, I missed oh, that news wow. too. Mm. Oh wow. Well, either way, Rogue Squadron needs to be tomorrow. So I'm just saying. Um our gentleman. Nick, would Wolf you rather have Rogue Squadron or another uh sequel to this first? Oh Rogue Squadron. I, if Rogue Squadron because, is gonna be this I'll because if we if we if we never get a Top Gun movie ever again, which is will not be the case. This is a perfect wrap up yeah. for everything Top Gun, right? Agree. Yeah. But if we get another one, cool. I I want Top Gun in space. Space, exactly. You I have want it. Top Gun in space. Actual actual Star Wars. <laughs> like let's. Can you? We haven't seen that. Well, I mean, I'll we have, this, not. I know we need to wrap up. I'll pose this: Would Top Gun work for a TV show, like an HBO Max TV show? Uh, they okay. So they tried that. Uh, the TV show Jag, which they actually wow. use scenes from Top Gun, which is hilarious. Um, wow. It, yeah, it's not so good. Nah. 
I mean, to a, it, it depends on what it is, I would say. But I, I would also wonder what the budget would be because you have to have real aircraft. So you can't do any CGI stuff with this type of stuff. That's fair. And it, I think this type of movie is fit much more for the big screen than it is the small screen. Right. Plus, wouldn't if... it go to Paramount Plus? Uh... Yeah. Nothing wrong with Paramount Plus, but they make great stuff. Well, yeah, Halo was great. Their Star Trek stuff is fantastic. Deal. <laughs> fantastic. Deal. No. We got. Um, <laughs> I don't know though. I feel like Top Gun Maverick might have set a bar that's too damn high. That I feel mm -hmm. like for Rogue yeah, Squadron, Tom Cruise would have to be involved because I don't think Top Gun Maverick oh. it go gets anywhere on the level that what we got without Tom Cruise and his. I I agree. His, I definitely you know, agree. Like he, he, and his drive to do all these crazy stunts and put the cast through all of you're not the, wrong, Gio. The training and stuff. I just, I, I, I mean, what if we get Rogue Squadron and it's, it's not exactly Top Gun Maverick? You know, it's just uh, I don't want, I don't know. It's yeah. just the only difference is that bar. they're the only difference yeah. is that they're not flying planes. Real, they're gonna be in a ship essentially in a thing. studio. You know, like that's. Yeah. So you, Tom Cruise will obviously be a huge asset, but with Kaczynski's experience on this film, I think he would be just enough to be in the for doing something like that. What's the thing they call they shoot everything in now? The the vault, like the, the, the volume, the volume. The volume. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, all right, gentlemen, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, I know we could talk this movie as long as we <laughs> possibly want to. Maybe it comes back up again after our D box viewing. Uh, I think the four of us should go see it. Maybe even yeah. drag Jacob along with us. Go experience D box in uh, Top Gun and D box yeah. experience. Would be very very cool. Uh, but everyone watching, whether you watch live or back on the replay, thank you guys so much. Again, we say it each and every week, but we really love the conversation with you guys and seeing as many people as there are in the chat. It's fun. It's it's very fun for us when you guys either you're commenting along or completely correcting us on our lives. Um, that's that's also a blast. Yes. So uh, we really, really do appreciate it. Um, again, we are back. Normal, uh, normal showtime uh, per usual for now. Uh, a reminder. Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out again tomorrow. Wednesday. So the now. Fandalorian Club. Three hours. Uh, the Fandalorian Club will be <laughs> on uh, on Thursday. That's where we decided to do our Fandalorian Club. Thursdays at 4. You'll see us review Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and we will make sure to get Keith's thoughts at some point because I know he'll be working at that time. We'll be getting him there. Don't worry. Uh, but before week, we get out of here. Marvel Rewind's back. Yeah, I was going to plug that next week, but that's okay. <laughs> marvel rewind Driver. is next week uh for miss miss marvel um so yeah that'll be out next week uh let's get out of here we'll do some quick plugs before we head out geo why don't you start us off uh yeah of course uh pocket flicks movies uh fandalorian club with uh these two gentlemen star wars experts here um it's a fun conversation so if you enjoy the first part of this show that's kind of what fando club is and uh I'm, I'm really really excited about obi-wan and of course my channel fandom united um it's been some time but i will be back um covid could not take me down and i'll be coming <laughs> back with a vengeance brian uh be a follow us you know on twitter and instagram and apocalypse jesus i I don't know why I've been doing this. I've been saying the wrong show. He's on the meaning wrong one. this one. A certain point of view uh, uh, with Jake on a certain point of view channel. Uh, Keith. Uh, Rachel. 100% agree. I will win this. <laughs> That's a good one. 
maybe maybe that's our first one-on-one match that we've been talking three years absolutely. for. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a good match. I think you, you think you, I think you're almost there with me. Almost. Okay, um, Keith. Can't oh, wait to beat you. Can't wait to rush you. We might have to wait for it to come here. out on Blu-ray so we can get two sets of <laughs> questions. Hey, Jack, hey listen. Bring trivia back, man. Listen, uh, I only else... have so much time, guys. Jesus. <laughs> everyone else. And they I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just getting married. No big deal. Yeah, listen. Eh. listen see? Yeah, see, he's ducking me already. See, everyone else already, they have my back. I want to thank everyone for backing me up on the Mark Hamill thing and smacking Jake, Jake around on that one. Okay. So it's a little preview of what we'll get when we do Top Gun trivia. Okay. One-on-one. Okay, okay. We'll see about that, Keith. Smacking we'll him around, that. everybody else. Yeah, Keith, you're right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can see me uh, on Twitter at KeithBarnes79. Um, find me and uh, my good buddy, Jacob Bartley, our teammate on Bartley and Barnes. I'm on a little hiatus right now. Uh, but go back and watch some of our old stuff. We have some really cool discussions on there. And you can find me, uh, Gio already mentioned, on Fan of the United. You can find me every now and then joining him on there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get you soon. We're coming up soon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. I like how we're left out of that, Brian. No big deal. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Qui-Gon Jake. Two ends because someone else took it before I did. Oh, it's okay. I'm uh, left out of Whiskey Jedi. So exactly. Apocalypse. Uh, Brian, you've been on the show. I'm the only you've, one that hasn't been you, on. I'm the only one. Uh, Jake, uh, yeah, Keith is actually the only one that hasn't been on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here every single week doing now in Fandalorian and Rewinds eventually coming back. Yes, we already mentioned, but the Whiskey Jedi. I'll be doing a celebration recap. I'm trying to find a time to do it this week, but I'm going to do a celebration recap sometime this week. I'm talking some whiskey and opening this, which I finally Ooh. got in the mail. My Ahsoka figure from the Yo. Clone Wars. Uh, super, super excited to open that. Um, so look out for that. Uh, to, again, everyone watching live back on the yes. replay or our audio listeners or audio listeners that have jumped like crazy over the hey, last couple months. Um, cool. All of you who may cool. have found us through, you know, iTunes or Anchor or Spotify. Thank you, guys. We can't wait to, uh, you know, continue this journey with you all. Make sure you guys leave a comment on your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you afterwards. Uh, and we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Enjoy Obi-Wan Kenobi. We'll be back on the channel for Thursday for Fandalorian Club. And until then, I'll catch you guys later. Awesome, amigos.